Welcome to Twitch of the Death Nerve, a cult movie podcast that takes a deep dive into a different film each episode. Our wide-ranging discussions will touch on genre, culture, and the history of psychotronic cinema. I'm Charles. I'm Sam. I'm John. And this is our episode zero. The grand introduction. Yes. You asked, we delivered. Well, this way you don't feel shackled to episode one. Like, you can, like, hear this one to get an idea of what this is going to be, and then you can click ahead to, like, what other episode you really want to hear first. But to be fair, episode one, which is all about one of our favorite films, The Gates of Hell, I think really kind of gives a sense of what we're trying to cover on this podcast. Definitely. Yeah, so our first episode is on The Gates of Hell. Second episode is Shogun Assassin. The third is Shrouded in Mystery, but I can tell you it's going to be a fucking firecracker. A banger, if you will. Lots of cold clinical banging. (laughs) (laughs) But again, today it's episode zero. Give you a sense of who we are. I'm Charles. I'm just a fucking ding dong from South Jersey. Recording a podcast with my dear friends Sam and John. Sam, you're the real the real star of the show here with your wealth of knowledge and your That's unnecessary. <laughs> <laughs> and also not true. I mean, yeah, I have done some other podcasts like Daughters of Darkness and I've been on the projection booth a lot. Um I've done a bunch of Blu-ray commentaries and uh written some books. But really, I am just a movie nerd, and I want a chance to talk about movies I love with people I love without having to, you know, meet some kind of deadline or meet some sort of producer demands or deal with any of the film industry bullshit. Yeah, none of the the pretense. No. And what about you, John? I have no credentials. I'm I'm, I just (laughs) I just wandered in here. No way. John, honestly... We put a sign out on the street and John wanders in. John, growing up, you were my introduction, not just to weird horror movies, but to just so much. And thinking about the people that made the movies and all of just the the shit that went into... What makes a cult movie a cult movie? Yeah. Like, I didn't even know what I liked. You know, I, 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 needed, I needed to be shown the ropes. Right. And right. You, were, you were really my, the, the pivotal figure for that growing up. I remember the day I met you, I had just bought Deadbeat at Dawn on DVD. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I saw you at the mall and I was like, oh, hey, that's a kid from my neighborhood. And I saw you had the Suncoast video bag. And I was like, oh, what'd you get? You're like, I got Deadbeat at Dawn. <laughs> and I was like, wow. I'm a movie nerd, and I've never heard of Deadbeat at Dawn. Must be terrible. Wait, how old were you? I, I was definitely in, in middle school. Yeah. Aw. That, that was a weird day. What was weird about it? Nothing. It was just like some <laughs> rando came up to me and claimed that they knew me that I had never met before in my life, and I'm trying to watch Deadbeat at Dawn. Oh, no. Oh, I, I had gotten my hair cut. I remember that was why, the whole reason I was there. Because I remember sitting in the barber's chair, and you just kind of walked up and started talking to me. Yeah, that's, that's what I do. Yeah. Yeah, and I think something that will come out the more episodes you listen to is that John and I are temperamentally very similar, and Charles is like the social director. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're definitely the extrovert. Yeah, I'm just the fluttery little butterfly who has all the questions. 
Well, speaking of questions, so we definitely didn't want to start out doing just a horror movie podcast because we all love so many different genres. And so we settled on the theme more broadly of doing a psychotronic cinema podcast. So I want to ask you both, what does psychotronic cinema mean to you? Like, how would you define that? I would say the weirder, more eccentric corner of cult movies, because I feel like a cult movie you can still be kind of straight-laced and normal. Yeah, and you can also be borderline mainstream with some cult cult right. movies. Oh, definitely mainstream. I think that great cult cinema book looks at cult movies as being movies that for whatever reason just attracted this massive following. And it's by uh, this really amazing influential film critic, Danny Peary. And so his cult movies book kind of covers what we're trying to, but definitely with a more mainstream focus. So there are things like Casablanca, which for some reason Hmm. was a hit at the time, but became bigger over the years thanks to these repertory screenings that people would just go to almost in a Rocky Horror-like fashion. So I, I definitely agree that Psychotronic covers a lot of the same ground as cult cinema, but we won't be doing as many of those random mainstream Hollywood films. Yeah, I like the idea of the midnight screening of Casablanca in like 1956, and it starts at 8 p.m. That's dead on. You know what's funny is I just saw Casablanca at an ancient theater in Austin like uh, two months ago, and it was exactly like that. It was like an army of old people that are waiting for their favorite line yeah. to like, clap at and stuff. And it's like, wow, that's actually true. Like, I, it's never dawned on me, but yeah, I guess so. Because I know people who consider Star Wars a, a cult movie. Well, I think the term sort of cult cinema to me usually means something that isn't quite what Danny Peary means. Like when he says cult cinema, he just means something that's attracted this rabid following, not necessarily just something that's a box office hit. And so I think Star Wars would qualify because you don't have maniacs dressing up in costume and collecting thousands of dollars worth of merchandise for every movie that does well in the box office. Right, right, right. For some reason, I always feel cult movies that are off the beaten path. Yeah, Yeah, me too. Well, and for me, the difference between a cult movie and, say, a psychotronic film would be psychotronic movies, it's like a state of mind. It's the way you're watching it. You're watching it with this intention of like, what's this going to be? You think of like the movie that you flip on TV at midnight and it's like back in the day before you could just click the OK select button and see exactly what it was. That was the best. Yeah. Uh, For me, one of the early ones I saw was Wes Craven's The People Under the Stairs. And at the time, I didn't know how much of the film I had missed because it had already been playing. There was no opening title card. I didn't know what it was. And I didn't know how deep into the movie it was. Turns out it was only like three minutes in. And I, and I watched the whole movie like, what the fuck am I watching? The entire... And that feeling to me is the feeling of what psychotronic movies are. It's this... What am I watching? Yes. And, and it's wonderful when you realize that there's so much more to uncover. It's amazing. Yeah, I think that pretty much sums up why I became a film critic or film historian or whatever you want to call it, is that feeling of excitement over and over again of 
what the hell am I watching and how can I find out more about this? And are there other things like this? That's something that I feel is severely missing nowadays when you can just scroll down streaming sites and look at a rating and then kind of even look on your phone at the IMDB rating or the letterbox rating. When you were a kid at the video store, like all you had was like the, this, the video box. Yeah. And And, the the store clerk. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And the section it was in, which it was so broad. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like, Oh, this is a horror movie. You know, who knows what you're going to fucking get. I just, I, I remember seeing like, like, I mean, it's one thing when, like, you know it's going to be a slasher movie or a zombie movie, but when you get something like Phantasm, where it's just completely bonkers and it's not in, like, one specific subgenre, and it's like, what is this? What a fucking wild movie that's clearly, like, not made by people with lots of money this was made by like it's like discovering your favorite like punk album where it's like this was recorded in somebody's garage yeah it's never i mean at least for me it starts out as a rabbit hole and then when you go down it it's an entire warren with like holes leading to other holes and right it's magical and that's i think what we're sort of trying to capture is what types of subgenres excite us and just what movies are mind-boggling in the best ways what's also really exciting about this is like not only do you kind of find new rocks to like look under but as you go on your taste kind of broadens more and then you can then circle back right and start right. looking at what you looked at before with fresh eyes yeah there's there's a lot of stuff that i ignored as a kid because it just didn't appeal to me but now as an adult like, actually you know i'm kind of curious that yeah that was so important to me because i think probably like both of you and i'm sure like a lot of people listening to our podcast i started off really getting into horror movies and was so deep into that for most of my teenage years that I didn't pay a whole lot of attention to other genres. And then I found Westerns and Spaghetti Westerns and was like, wait a minute. Yeah, we're absolutely going to be covering Westerns on this show. Kung Fu movies, hardcore pornos. And weird sci-fi. Everything. Oh, yeah. One thing that was difficult when I was branching out of horror, though, is like, Horror has books with, like, lots of capsule reviews, uh, Fangoria magazine, Rue Morgue magazine, all that stuff growing up. But, like, I could never find something like that for, like, kung fu movies or spaghetti western. So I always had to just start blindly. And the video store around me didn't have, like, the massive martial arts section like they had, like, horror section. So it was sort of just, like, shooting blindly. And I feel like maybe I could have gotten into some of those genres earlier, but no, then it kind of leaves it open for me now. Yeah, no, it's it's nice to still have... Things to look forward oh, to. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember, like, I think it was, like, in my mid-20s when I finally was like, I'm going to do the deep dive into Kung Fu, and, like, it was, it was fantastic. Yeah, Shaw Brothers changed my yeah. life. Shaw yeah. Brothers, and then, like, Golden Harvest, and then when I start watching, like, the Thai, the Taiwanese ones, which, like, feel like the cheapo oh, regional yeah. of no, kung those, fu those, movies. Especially the Taiwanese, like, kids kung fu oh, movies. Yeah. yeah, get ready for our Child of Peach episode oh, coming yeah. one of these days. Absolutely. That's going to be sick. There's so much insanity still to discover. All right, so that's what you got to look forward to with Twitch of the Death Nerve. 